0: Good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is, you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host Jalen Sanders, and welcome to the Becoming JLS One podcast. I mean, I know I've taken a while to uh, post some content to post a podcast, but uh, honestly, life has been busy, uh, taking some time since my last podcast episode to really focus on, you know, on ending school pretty strong in my first semester. College was definitely. Um, uh, a learning experience. It was fun. It was challenging. It was difficult, man. It's, it's it's a lot. And I'll be sure to definitely do a podcast episode about that um, for anybody that's going to college pretty soon or those that are struggling in college. But I have honestly, college, they they were right about college, saying college is definitely the time of your life, but it's a certain level of sacrifice, a certain level of discipline that you have to have. Um, and it's just something that that comes in time um, with with learning experiences and you know some growth pains, but uh, nonetheless, I'd like to welcome you guys to this episode. Um, this episode will be a little bit differently, uh, a little bit different, excuse me, uh, from past episodes. Um, I won't feature any guests this time. I will have been the guest on a separate podcast. I'm actually going to post the audio onto this podcast, and the reason I'm going to do that is because this podcast, uh, with the if you guys follow my journey, um, I did a podcast on my other uh podcast channel called Next Level Development with a friend of mine named Reed Kastner-Lang. And uh, Reed and I, we actually connected. We got to Miami a little bit before that. And um, Reed is very entrepreneurial-minded, just like I am. And I've always had the philosophy that, you know, great minds will eventually flock together. And uh, Reed is really big in entrepreneurship. He has his own company called Catch Up Please, uh, great product. Um, And recently, Reed got it. He started his own podcast when he got to Miami. It's called uh, Dharma Unfiltered, D H A RMA unfiltered. You guys can look it up on Instagram. You guys can give read or follow on Instagram as well, man. He posts great content. He's very motivational, and uh, you know, it's been good definitely being his friend and seeing him from the outside as he continues to grow, and that's what pushes me, um, to grow. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to um, play the interview that him and I did um yesterday. On his podcast, that way you guys can learn a little bit more about me, uh, some things that I really stand for. Um, if you guys follow my social media journey, I, I'm really big in personal development, self development, uh, entrepreneurship, investing. So uh, this interview allowed me to really go, you know, in detail uh, and in depth, um, have a conversation with with him um, about some things that I'm really passionate about. So I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Um, you know, after the interview is over, I'll be sure to come back and we'll conclude things. So uh, hope you guys enjoy.
1: everybody, this is Reed Kastner-Lang, host of Dharma Unfiltered. We're coming in with lucky lucky number thirteen, episode thirteen of Dharma Unfiltered. Special guest on the Zoom call today, Jalen Sanders. Jalen is someone that I uh, I guess got connected with originally before um, before going down to Miami for the first semester of college. Um, I think I just kind of saw as like we were all doing our Instagram and Facebook posts on the you know introducing ourselves, and I saw that he was really kind of big into entrepreneurship and business and mentoring and I thought oh that'd be a cool kid to to reach out to and you know law of attraction works so we just kind of started talking and um, I guess Jalen also kind of helped me actually get this this podcast off the ground and and, you know figuring out what platform to use and the logistics of it Um, so Jalen if you just want to tell the people who you are what you do where you're from. Oh man. Read. I appreciate you having me on the show, man. So I'm, I'm very honored to have this
0: privilege to uh, you know reach out to, to your audience and definitely um let people know who I am and what I stand for. So uh, my name is Jalen Sanders. I am currently a freshman at Miami, I'm majoring in finance, and I have a double minor in sports administration and economics. I am also the co-founder of a mentoring group called Next Level Mentoring. The purpose of that organization uh, of the company itself is to help and mentor younger students, primarily uh, males, in the areas of financial literacy, personal responsibility. They can just overall boosting self-esteem. Uh, we saw that there was a need in the community uh, for quality mentorship and so you know our, our goal is to definitely provide that into uh, to, to bridge that gap between the teenage years to the adult years and to make that transition very easy. Um, I'm also very big in ship. As Reed said, I'm um, an investor. I do some forex. I do some stocks, mutual funds, ETFs here and there. So I'm really big on passive income, and uh, you know all about self-employment. I'm also really big in personal development. You know, being being sure that you're always the best version of yourself. And uh, you know, from there, that's mainly who I am.
1: Yeah. So when did your when did your uh, I guess passion for personal development and financial literacy like were you always kind of like I know I was like my whole life I've always been like I guess entrepreneurial like is that something that you were kind of I mean some people say you know entrepreneurs are never born you know or, or always born never bred um, were you a born I guess entrepreneur? Um. Honestly man I that's, that's a
0: good question I mean ever since I was always a hustler. I was always a hustler, always interested in self entrepreneurship. I know remember I was in fifth, sixth grade making um different CDs, selling CDs. Uh, I started like a, a car wash business, just washing cars, vacuuming on the weekends. Um I eventually got into like refereeing basketball. So I think as far as entrepreneurship, I would consider myself to be to be a born entrepreneur, man. And always been intrigued with how can I make things work for myself rather than working for somebody else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's funny. It was like, for me, it was like, it was the only option. It was like, I never even thought about like working for someone. I was like, I I started just selling golf balls on the golf course here. And it was like that, that starting that so young made it the only option. Like, and now it's to the point where it's just manifested. It's like, there's no way that I'm ever like working for someone. Like, I'm just, I want to, um, you know, build things with the people that i want to build things with absolutely um, because i think that I'm, i I'm, me myself i'm a lot more effective when i'm able to do that yeah absolutely that's, that's major definitely major and one thing i like that you said about the law of attraction just manifestation
0: you know i think when you're an entrepreneur your mind is geared to think differently mm-hmm. and it's like you start to see things uh, through a little bit more clear lens and also being an entrepreneur it requires you to see have a more wholesome view of everything involved you know and uh, definitely as far as personal goals man just manifestation having to manifest and have a a definite plan to say hey you know it would whether it be one year from now three years five years from now this is my end goal so i'm going to manifest and i'm going to get there but just a matter of you know breaking down i know for me personally when it comes to setting goals for myself and manifesting that goal sometimes that goal can be very you know big say it's a three-year or one-year plan For me, in order to stay motivated to feel like I'm progressing, I have to set those you know smaller milestones. Say, hey, you know, in one month I want to be here, or two weeks I want to be here, and eventually, you know, things will lead up to that big goal. But that's that's something that I've noticed over the past maybe year, the transition to college uh, with COVID and everything. It's been a little bit tough mentally um, to definitely not even stay focused, but to stay motivated. Mm -hmm. You know. It's like this year we've been kind of bogged down with a lot of negativity, and this is the year that has make uh, either made or, or broke a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as far as manifestation, like you said, man, it's very, very important and just staying motivated.
1: Yeah, I mean, I keep saying, you know, the winners are the ones – right. the winners right now are the ones who saw COVID right at, at the beginning as an opportunity, and the losers are the ones that are still, like, complaining about how shitty this year has been and shit. Like, like this is – this there's opportunity and there's drawbacks and everything but just kind of trying to stay positive and and only really it's like you know we've spoken about kimani on this before he always talks about just raising your vibration and keeping your you know vibration high so like literally like i'm at i'm to a point now where i've been surrounded with like i've surrounded myself with so much like positivity that it's just like any any negativity i just like I just don't even like, yeah. like down there, I don't even pay attention to it. Um, but yeah, one thing with like manifestation that I've noticed, it's like, it's interesting cause I, I view entrepreneurship as, entrepreneurship is almost like a, like a fast track to, uh, like to spiritualism. Like, mm-hmm. um, you're, I, I totally agree. Like you think in a completely different lens because say you are not an entrepreneur, say, um, say so you want to go, whatever, work on Wall Street, or you want to go work in the trades, like you're part of a a much, I guess, bigger group, even if it's a smaller group relative to the country or whatever. Entrepreneurs is like one of the smallest, you know, I guess sectors of people, right? And you have to think very, very different. You know, you're not focusing on just one aspect of of the business. You're not even just focusing on the business, you know, you're, you're focusing on Moving the business forward, but you also have to kind of take a step back and look at like what product you're delivering, um, and overall, I guess, trends in the market and trends in the world. It gives you a much, I I guess, like you said, a a much more holistic view. Absolutely, absolutely. I I
0: think also, you know, to tag along what you said is uh, as far as being an entrepreneur, it is also being kind of a jack of all trades. I know for me, per just like you know. some people to work for you or you alongside some people but rather than being a master of one I said be a jack of all trades where some to get your hands dirty in the manual labor have to get your hands dirty you in the business aspect of things the marketing aspect of things so it's just a matter of being involved in all aspects and um you know I think I kind of if it's okay with you to kind of revert back to what you said about the negativity and setting standards I mm-hmm. think it's kind of ties in perfectly with entrepreneurship uh, at least for me and one thing that uh, I do post a very, you know, frequently on social media, daily messages, and something I've definitely integrated into my own life is just the importance of, of standards. As an entrepreneur, you know, the goal setting is very critical, but in order to reach that goal, you have to have standards along the way. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, as far as negativity is concerned, you know, you kind of you tune, tune all of it out because it's not necessarily getting you to where you want to go. I know for me, man, as far as standards, it's just like with, with smallest things friends and texting and calls you know after around ten, eleven p.m my phone is off yeah. if it's not an emergency don't call me don't text me you know it would have a very you know small group of people that can say you know hey shoot me a text here and there yeah. but it's just like all right Jay's not on that or if it comes to I feel like a lot of kids our age are still kind of in that, that that young teen mindset where it's always drama they want to text you about hey this is what he's doing this is what she's doing and you have to kind of ask yourself how is that how is that progressing me Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i think in my phone now i have a total of 1530 unopened messages and it's not to say hey i don't text anybody back but it is also to say hey i don't text anybody back you know and my philosophy on as far as friendships or business relationship goes if a relationship is not affecting me or if it's not um positively affecting me whether it be spiritually financially physically mentally I don't really want the conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And a lot of people aren't necessarily going to understand that. They may interpret that, as, uh, interpret that as being arrogant or you're being an asshole of some sorts, but it's just like, you know, this is where I'm trying to go. And what you have going on is not helping me to get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also, you know, it ties along, you know, hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. You have to figure out, like I said, once again, what it is that you want and how you plan to get there. Mm-hmm. And then tune
1: out all the the outside noise, is a lot of negativity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard because I think like we kind of talked about with the the subsect of, of entrepreneurs is very, very small and like you're surrounded, we are surrounded with mainly not that type of thinker, right? So um, one thing that I was a little bit disappointed with when I got yeah. to, to college was, um, a lot of kids, it was still a lot of the high school shit going on, you know, it just seemed seemed a lot like, like high school, like all over again, you know, Um, you know, Friday, Saturday night going out, whatever, like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, you know, that's, I'm not in high school anymore. We're not in high school anymore. And like, it's, it's, it it's, it's really fun too, because it's like, we're at the University of Miami, this is a pretty damn good school. And to be able to say that we're kind of like, uh, in my opinion, like on the at the top of our our class, there at least you know looking at what these other kids are doing is cool. And and I think over the past three four months, you know, first semester at, at Miami, um, going into that environment, thinking that I was going to be surrounded by a ton of super smart kids, just you know, didn't end up being true. You know, we're surrounded with a lot of smart kids, just not all smart kids. And, right. It, i kind of was able to manifest and say okay like, like i can be very very selective because then i met people like you and people like you might like uh, these super smart kids and i was like okay well there's there are some of us here so you know mm-hmm. let's just let's just focus on that and kind of ignored ignored a lot of the other stuff
0: yep i'm definitely with you percent i definitely uh I think definitely a lot of kids come to Miami with the intention to just party to have fun. I mean, the city of Miami is it's fun. It's a fun city. And um, I think a lot of kids necessarily have that that switch that clicked in their mind and say, Hey, you know, I'm here to have fun, but also here is my priority. I'm here to get education. And they may see that in education is their only reason for being there. You know, whereas with us, you know, we're not only seeking an education, we're getting an education from one of the finest schools in America. But on top of that, I'm also here to network. You know, Miami's a great city. It's a very diverse city, a big hub for business and things like that. So whereas you may party on Friday, Saturday night, you know, also be sure that throughout the semester or however you know long period of time that you're staying there, that you're also reaching out to make those connections where, you know, with you with catch up please or me with next level, we're always looking for ways to say, hey, how can we grow this or how can we find a connection to help us to improve this? Mm -hmm. Saying I know remember I saw you and um, you know, a few farmer's markets or a few like uh, little shows down there promoting yeah. your uh, business and your ideas and me you know reading we reaching out and speaking to people like you um in the dorms or even just in the city to say hey you know what do you think about this idea how can we improve this mm-hmm. things like that work like you said man it's all about balance too you know balance is very important I'm not saying go to go to school just education have no fun as yeah. part of being part of being young you know have fun but you also need to have goes back to my previous point, having standards just for yourself. Hey, Friday night, Saturday nights to, to, to study or whatever it may be. I need to have at least one day or two days throughout the week to say, hey, I'm going to use this time to promote myself to whatever whatever it may be as far as self-improvement is concerned. But um, it definitely was. Um, I did have to kind of weed through a few people to say, you know, I, think, I thought at first, maybe, you know, maybe a cool person to have around and things like that. But it's just like, all right, you know, after a while, too much partying going on, man. I'm not going to say we can't be friends, but I, mean, I know where to, I know where to you kind know, of categorically place you in my life to say, hey, you know, he's just a party kid. We can kick it every now and then, but
1: when it comes to business, we, we don't those really mesh. You know? Yeah, 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 no, I know. I completely agree. Um, and I think you know, it's harder for the kids, like, it's, it's easier for us to kind of weed through, I guess you could say those, those people, because we have other things going on, like we next level of catch a please, whatever, we have other things going on to the point where I look at like schoolwork is just like, you know, take care of business, just just get it done. You know, I'm not like, school is definitely a priority, but it's not the priority for me. Like, like it's important for me, of course, to get good grades and keep my GPA for you know my scholarship and everything, make my parents happy. Uh-huh. But, um, at the same time, it's like you know coming from a very very small town, you know, in Wisconsin to the city of Miami. It's like okay, like let's let's be real here. Like we have so much other opportunity other than getting good grades, and for a lot of these kids, it's like all they've known their whole life is get good grades and you'll be good that's it like that's that's really and they haven't really gone out on their own um to start things and that's the that's the case with the majority of kids so then if you're in that situation and you start meeting other kids that are also in that situation it makes you feel like okay well this is fine this is normal i'm normal that's a good thing whereas that's completely not the case. Like being normal is not a good thing. <laughs> like, like, right. it, it, like you want you want to be different. Like Steve Jobs is different. Mark Zuckerberg. All these people are different. Like they are nothing like the rest. Absolutely.
0: And I actually mean, I have a question for you as far as you know, not necessarily just just being normal and maybe your philosophy on being in college, the of grades. Would you say that? Of course, we were both raised in households where getting good grades is very important you know anything less than whatever standard it was unacceptable would you say that you know maybe being in college that of course grades are still important to you but not maybe as important anymore
1: yeah because I guess I kind of looked at grades like high school is like okay this is what I need to do to get to Miami right now it's like I don't really have any other incentive to get good grades like other than just keeping, like, I just, I'm just like, okay, I just have to keep this GPA, like, I don't really have, like, I don't I don't want to go to grad school, I know that I don't, um, I know that, I know that I don't want to get employed, um, and I also know that even if I did, a lot of companies are moving away from caring about uh, GPAs, and to be frank, like, I wouldn't want to work at a company that cares about my college or high school GPA, like, I just, I wouldn't want to, um so yeah no I definitely agree that I definitely think that I guess grades are not nearly as important um for me now as they were in high school how about you yeah man I agree honestly this is something I have been really
0: it it really just kind of hit me the past few weeks it's just like you know in high school it was grades 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 and I'm very very tough on myself because you know like I said there's a a standard of of excellence for myself But now that I hit college, it's just like, okay, on, as far as the bigger picture is concerned, I would like to go to grad school, business school, and then law school. But I start to look at what I'm doing now as far as investing and then with next level. And there are so many ways to be successful without having to have that 4.0 GPA. Mm -hmm. I think that that type of, you have to have a 4.0 to go to Harvard or go to here, and then it's just a typical American dream. Right. And as time are turning, ch- times are changing now, the American dream is evolving and it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And now we see that, you know, necessarily, you don't have to have that 4.0 GPA to, uh, 4.0 GPA to go to high, high school, to go to Ivy League college, to go to an Ivy med school or, or, or law school, and then go out and make six figures. You know, we're seeing so many ways to be innovative, and to definitely uh, employ yourself. And to be able to make money and necessarily uh, impact change on, on people's lives, so I think as far as grades are concerned, man, I, I I see the importance of them, not as important to me anymore. Just as long as I, I'm not gonna say just as long as I'm passing, but as long as I'm passing,
1: if that makes sense. So, I know, I, I'm I know. I'm completely, I'm completely with you, man. And even in high school, I shouldn't I shouldn't even say that I was super hard for myself in high school. I wasn't like I just got I was. I was, I mean, the classes were naturally pretty easy. I naturally got good grades. I was never, you know, one to be up on, like, my sister, usually, like, when she was in high school, she would, like, junior year, senior year, like, she'd be up late on, like, Friday, Saturday nights studying, and I'm, you know, four years younger than her, and I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to do that. Like, I want to be out with friends and stuff, and I'm still like that, you know? It's still, like – you know grades have always been kind of this made up whole concept of oh, this is gonna mean success, and it's just not true um and to say that like it, go it, I look at it from a huge picture like like it's like grades are the epitome of someone telling you uh that you're worthy right like if like kids get you know down in in middle school and high school and they get bad grades, and I'm just thinking like. This kid, everyone has so much potential, but the system is telling you that you got a bad grade on this math test that you're never gonna ever need to know in the future Perfect. makes you down and makes you not wanna. It, it just takes your confidence down, and you don't wanna like do anything. Um, and it's it's kind of, it's kind of a scary place for a lot of people. Yeah, it really is, man. I think we
0: see it firsthand. We have some of those those super, super, super high achievers like they're they're down about a B or a C or a D, and like I said, like you said, man, it's just one test. You know, who are you to tell me that I'm worthy or not worthy? This one test isn't an evaluation of what I'm capable of. Yeah, I might end up done so hot, but that and that's, that's not going to say that because I felt this one,
1: I'm not capable to succeed in life. You know? Yeah, and I, I also think kind of for kids in high school that are listening. Um, I wouldn't like, at least in my case, like, especially, I guess I'm come from a different point of view as an entrepreneur, but, um, I don't think that like the school that you go to means that much. I think that the city that you go to means a lot. Like I, I always say I chose the city of Miami before I chose the university of Miami. Like I was, I was just thinking, you know, I want to be somewhere warm. I want to be at a city. I want to um, be at a place that is able to have fun. I want to be, you know, a lot of networking opportunity. Miami was the only one like it fit everything that I wanted. Um, And changing your environment, man, changing your environment, like, can can work wonders, you know, in in everything. Like, after living in the same place for 18 years and going to live somewhere that different, you know, climate different, culturally different, everything different, can just, like, open your perspective, like, crazy. So, like, I would say to any kid that's listening, that's thinking about, oh, where do I want to go to college? go to a place that you want to live, go, because this is, you know, you're 18 years old, and you're, and you have the opportunity to, I mean, not everyone has that opportunity, but if you do, like, take advantage of it, you know, don't, don't just go to school, because you think it's going to get you a better job, I don't think that a degree from University of Miami um, means that much more than a degree from you know uf or 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 i guess uw madison or some something slightly more public and uh, not as you know quote-unquote prestigious Mm -hmm. Um, focus on where you want to go i guess
0: so what would you say was your kind of mindset going into college like what made you say hey fuck it let me just go to miami
1: well i was lost mentally like all of senior year like i was like in a really bad place because i wasn't I was just so like burnt out on the whole, on all of it. I was burnt out on high school. I was burnt out of the fucking cold weather here. I was burnt out on everything. I'm just like, I just wanted something different. But Miami, I went to the campus like spring break of junior year. And I said, I walked, I was in Miami and I walked on the campus and I'm like, okay, like this is, I don't need to see anything else. Like, I mean, you see the university of Miami campus. And it's over. Like honestly, like that that's that that was that was it for me, man. That's dope, man. I think that um
0: see I, I kinda stumbled upon Miami, but it was it was it was a blessing in disguise, man. It was honestly because Miami was never on my radar. I had the mindset, my freshman sophomore year I'm gonna from home. You know, I love South Florida, emerging from Atlanta, I love Atlanta, but I wanna just be far away, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was actually Miami had sent me an email um, saying, Hey, we're having an open house. Come check the school out. so I'm like, All right, cool. So it was on a Sunday. And I asked my parents last minute, Hey, can we go see? And they were like, Yeah, let's do it. So we drove down. And like you, like, just like you read, I, I was like, Whoa. <laughs> now, you know, it's a little too close to home. I'm only like maybe an hour and 15 minutes away. Yeah. And I'm like, Yo, this. Close to home. But when I walked on, I was like, "Okay, this this is nice." We walked through the school. It was a beautiful school. You know, they told us some of the rankings, and I'm like, "Wow, Miami is a great, diverse uh, place to live culturally, um, business-wise." And so they had they um, told us they had a summer program that was available, and um, three weeks summer program. I could study sports administration, which I was interested in at the time, and it would be taking place in July. So uh, my dad asked how much, and they said. It was almost 9000. And so he looked at me and I was like, okay, that's 9000 no's But I told him I said, dad, um I really want to do this apply. And I said cost don't worry about it. I'll get it. I'll make I'll make some. and um so I ended up applying, I got in and we had a week to pay the $9000. And I had scrap, man. I was, I was up late night looking through scholarships and making calls and things like that. And the day before the money was, due, I got a call from a uh, financial group up in New York. And we talked for a bit. They asked me about myself, my, my career goals, my plans, um, my GP at the time in the high school. And the magic words were, okay, send us the information. We're going to pay for it for you. So that was perfect. So I was able to go uh, to a three-week program. And just being in the city of Miami, man, it was just, it was, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And so that translated into college, I ended up applying to 19 different universities and got into 14 or 15 of them. And at that point, like it was, it was, it was schools all over the country, all over the country, from Northwest over, over towards Oregon to Northeast and DC, you know, schools in Florida. And just that thought process for me, I had to break everything down from all aspects of my life. Okay. You know, I'm thinking financially, which schools give me the best package? Um, you know, if I'm to, to go to school and say a state like California, I know California is expensive to live in, living expenses. And ultimately man, Miami, um, I was applying for scholarships. I ended up getting all the scholarship money, getting paid for everything in full for Miami, I'm paying $0, which worked out even, but honestly, for, for me, it was my younger brothers, my younger brothers, they are 13 and 11. And our bond now it's, it's, it's better than ever. And I just thought that if I went away to, you know, a place like D.C. where I couldn't come home come as frequently,
1: yeah.
0: that pond would be broken. It would be much different. I can't see them grow up. I can't come to their games.
1: Mm-hmm. I can't,
0: you know, come home and, and fight with them all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it was honestly them, man. And um, I'm like, you know, Miami, it's, it's not ideally where I want it to be. It's it's the school. Like, I want it to be, but just too close to home. But it's but the pretty too damn
1: to- good. Per-
0: <laughs> yeah, it's per- Man, so I'm, I'm honestly so so blessed that uh, I didn't end up going on the open house tour because I I think honestly if it weren't for the open house tour, I, Miami wouldn't have been for me.
1: Wow. Yeah. No. So
0: how often do you go home? I mean, during the week I don't go home. On the weekend, so maybe about twice a month, two three times a month.
1: Okay. Yeah. No. That's actually that's a really interesting point you brought up, kind of about your brothers, because like. Um, I guess kind of what I've found is like my bonds with a lot of the people back here have gotten a lot stronger, um, because it's been, uh, the, the time spent together was a little bit, I guess, saturated, like it was a little bit saturated, you know, like or before, before coming down here, it's like, okay, we've, um, with, with you know, everyone, all, everyone, you know, the 10 people that I spend the most time with or whatever. And it was like, okay, like, we, like, I'm just we're, we're all just kind of ready for a little bit something different. And then kind of coming back here. Um, it's like, there's, there's just having that having a little bit of space there's no room for like bad vibes like it's just like it's right you don't want to waste time doing that like there's so much there's so much positivity and good that you can we can we really are able to just kind of focus on that which is has been really good that's perfect man yes what's
0: that saying uh absence makes the heart grow fonder Yeah. yeah for sure for sure for sure
1: definitely so tell Um, me a little bit more about the scholarships um so because you not many people like have done that um you you just grinded you just called around you looked up different possible scholarships and that yeah man so um i think during my
0: junior year um i ended my junior i ordered a book from amazon called the ultimate scholarship book it's actually sitting up on my desk uh, right over here and that book is maybe a thousand pages thick and it has like you know every single scholarship you can think of and honestly me being um I was involved in several extracurricular groups either in school and outside of school here in Palm Beach County and just speaking to people um different churches uh, local fraternities and sororities companies and something my mom always told me that has really resonated with me um, for my entire life is closed mouths don't get fed and so for me, it was like, okay, Jay, what is your, uh, your plan to end life? You know, what do you want to do? And so I've always either been, um, I've I no one to go the, the law direction, but also uh, sports management. And so what I would do is I would draft emails saying, hey, you know, my name is so-and-so, I have this GPA, I'm interested in um, the field of sports management or the field of law. Um, I'll be attending the University of Miami in the fall. You know, do you all offer any scholarships or grants? And what I would do is I would, I would take that email, which is the main draft, and just send it out to different places. Mm-hmm. And once I sent it out, along with applying to other scholarships um, from the book, I would receive email backs. And as far as closed mouths don't get fed, the worst thing anybody can ever tell you is no. You know, once one door closes, you have a thousand other doors open. So, of course, I've received a couple of no's. But then other people say, yeah, you know, we offer this scholarship or this grant and from, to add up. And I think for anybody, any high schools that are looking to get into scholarships and things like that, don't always go for the big ones. You know, the Coca-Cola, I was a semi for for Coca-Cola. And of course it would have been nice, you know, the thing is, 25 or 20,000 a year. I didn't end up getting it, but it was like, okay, that could have cut so much more of my time, but just the smaller scholarships add up too. the 500, 750,000 here and there. It started to really add up. But um, that was mainly what I did, manage people reaching out to people having face-to-face with people um and you try to set a a minimum goal for yourself i know all of my college apps were done um by end of november so then from november first oh november 30th or 31st or whatever november has 31 days um (laughs) november 30th that's what it is november 30th uh, up until um june man i was applying at least two three a week just cranking them out cranking them cranking them out and eventually things started to add up and i'm actually now kind of at an impasse with miami i have money over um what what is being charged so i have to kind of work that out but yeah man. i know miami is a little funky about that but some state schools man if you apply for those extra grants that's money in your pocket you can definitely keep that and
1: you know do whatever you want with it yeah one thing i'm just going to take from that again is close mouths do not get fed and that goes for anything you know that goes for um that goes for entrepreneurship that goes for different career paths, like. Like, I mean, the, the majority of people, if you're starting a business or if you're like, the majority, if, it doesn't matter if you're starting a business or if you want to go into finance, it doesn't matter. Like, if you just find people that are doing things that look like something that you kind of want to do and just kind of reach out to them. And um, one thing that I've been doing is just kind of going on LinkedIn and just like literally sending messages, go, going into some of my connections, looking at their connections, especially if they're in mm-hmm food space because obviously that's what we're working on now and just shooting everyone a ton of people messages and just saying hey i'd love to you know chat over a zoom call or a phone for a few minutes and um you know with that it's like i'm just able to kind of run you know my ideas past them and in, in terms of you know the, what the next few months look like for ketchup please and usually they either have one of two things or both they have you know, insights and advice on on what I should do um, both personally Mm -hmm. and for the business and also connections. Like there's an, uh, there's, there's infinite amount of people out there, right? They they can help. um, And they're just waiting, you know, people want to help like older people, adults, Um, you know, even us, like we want to help, like if there's like, you know, 14, 15 year old kid, like wanted to talk to us, like we would completely be down because it's all about like helping other people at the end of the day. Um, so yeah, just, just never be afraid to ask for help because you'll always be able to find it. Absolutely. I think I want to touch up on a little bit,
0: man, about, about the social media, um, aspect of, business uh as young adults um of course uh, social media is very uh very prominent within our age group you know Snapchat Instagram Twitter how would you say that you use social media um as a way to to market uh yourself to brand and how important would you say like more so the social media's like LinkedIn are
1: yeah so um i would say that i've always been a big social media guy i've always been you know when we started ketchup please I said okay this is going to be kind of you know we're going to grow a following I've, I've see all these different direct-to-consumer brands kind of building a following on Instagram Facebook um, and then I got to Miami and I started to see kind of all the negative uh, implications of social media and I saw like I'm the only kid walking around that's not on his phone, like like walking on campus and I'm just like, I'm like, look around us. Holy shit. This is an amazing campus every single day I'm doing. And then everyone's sitting there on their phone. I'm like, okay, what, what, what could be uh, like, I, most of them are probably on Snapchat, sending pictures back and forth and completely wasting their time. Right. Um, so I was the first couple of months at Miami, I was just like, fuck social media. This is the devil. Like, this is literally the worst thing. Um, and then I met a guy named Lance who I did a podcast with a few weeks ago, um, at the Coconut Grove Farmer's Market. And we just kind of immediately got in the same wavelength. I'm telling him all this stuff. Um, he was like almost in the NFL. He has a really interesting story. Um, but he was saying, you know, social media isn't the enemy. Social media is the answer. Like he's pumping, he has like 10,000 followers. He's pumping out a bunch of, you know, Instagram posts a day. And he's like, you know it's it's what you want to use it for, right? Like Gary V always says, you know, social media is just the canvas. Like it's it's all of the shit has been happening for it forever. But we're just able to see it on a daily basis right now. Like I think that um personally social media is oftentimes being misused. Like I mean my personal like Instagram, I just like posting stuff that I like to post. Like I just like posting things with friends and cool things that I see and stuff, you know, always, you know, positive. Um, But I think that it's being misused a lot. Like, I think that it's being like a a tool for people trying to flex on each other and shit. It's just, it's just unhealthy. Um, But again, it can be used for good. You know, it can be used for completely like, it. it's like, there's no better way to reach a, to reach an abundance a huge amount of people than social media today. It's the answer. And with that, from a business standpoint, um, it, it's, it's wonderful because you're able to connect with a, a, a whole lot of people, millions of people across all the platforms. Um, we're just kind of starting to work on um, I guess like Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising. I've always done them, but starting to go a little bit more in on them, um, you know, you're you're able to get a pretty insane amount of reach, honestly, with just putting like twenty, thirty bucks into a Facebook, you know, ad campaign or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I guess with LinkedIn, kind of like I was talking about. The amount of people that you're just able to get connected with, and and that's kind of the the epitome of the type of content that I like to see a lot of the time. You know, LinkedIn is super positive. It's always people, you know, congratulating each other on different professional uh, milestones or, or business milestones or whatever it is. So, um, what are what are your overall views? I mean, I'm very similar to you, man. I love I love what
0: Lance said about it being your canvas paint, and um, I think that for me, my mindset has definitely shifted, of course, with the maturity of, of being an entrepreneur, of being a, a mentor now, mm-hmm. and I realized that it's less about liking comments, but more about impact, and for the, the, the basis of my social media and what I post on Instagram, on snap uh, you know, either motivational posts, which would be like a quote from someone, or my own words, things like that. And for me, it's just like, I'm considering it holistically. Okay. You know, I'm marketing myself as an entrepreneur, a mentor, you know, I teach your students. So let me let that reflect in my social media posts So on Facebook, Instagram, you'll always see me either posting pictures with, with friends, or um, I've made a recent post of uh, me my family vacation in Utah and not to say, Hey, you know, Hey, we're in Utah, we're vacationing, but more so, Hey, he's a family man. Like I said, me being at Miami was, the pro- it was it was because I want to be close to my brothers. I, I love my family very dearly. I love my friends very dearly. And so when you look at Jalen Sanders, Jalen Sanders is a family man. The motivational post, you know, a lot of the things, uh, it was, I think, during a philosophy discussion we were having in class. And they were asking me, you know, do you only post the positives of your life? And the answer is no, because ultimately, we, no one has a perfect life. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm down, I'm not going to come on social media and say, hey, I'm so down. But hey, I'm down, but here's a solution to bringing me up, to uplifting myself. This is the trouble I'm going through today. And here's how we're going to attack this. And that kind of, I think that versus the entrepreneurial mindset is when you're faced with a problem, instead of drowning in your own problems, how can I devise a solution? And so with social media, with Instagram, it's a matter of, okay, I'm I'm identifying these problems within society as an entrepreneur, as, uh, as an individual, as a human being with the with the goal of uplifting and motivating others. How can I devise a solution to, uh, to, to fix this problem. And um, I think one thing I love about social media too, especially areas like LinkedIn, uh, like you said, Reed, man, is it's a bunch of people congratulating you. You're making those uh, invaluable business connections. And uh, something I've definitely taken from that is um, just being able to humble yourself. I know that some, when you are fish in a, in a small pond, it can, it can go to your head sometimes. It can go to your head. I am, I am very um, guilty of that sometimes. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in an area where, where people are not necessarily the smartest. I may be the smartest, the most accomplished in that. And from there, it's like, all right, I need to find a new pond. I'm going to, maybe a little fish in a big pond where I have a lot to grow in. I feel like LinkedIn is that, is that big, big pond where I'm a small fish and I'm able to make those connections. And I think that from those connections, um, uh, across all social media platforms, one invaluable lesson I've learned is just being able to accept advice from people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have some millionaire friends, you may have some people that, you know, on Section 8 or on welfare, but I've learned that regardless of where anybody comes from, it's just like, you know, everyone has a gem of advice that you can get out of it, just humbling yourself to say, hey, you know, they have a point, or hey, they're right, and so social media has definitely proved that. But like you said, man, sometimes it can turn into, hey, you know, I'm in Miami this weekend with a Lamborghini. I'm on South Beach. You just flex on one another. It's like that kind of stuff. I don't really care about, bro. It's like congratulations for you. If you feel the need to, to kind of brag about that, that just kind of shows what
1: you're lacking in your life. So. Security, yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So I, I think with social media, one thing that I've, um, over the past few months I've kind of stopped using it a lot more. Like I've I've been more selective with how I use it, I guess I could say like I I uh I don't really go on Snapchat like during the day. Like I'm I'm just and and it's made me a lot it's made my mind kind of slow down a lot more because one thing that I noticed when I was mentally not at my greatest, I was kind of Um, I was spending a lot of time on social media because I thought that it was going to, you know, it was going to bring something to me, but it was really just kind of overstimulating me. Whereas when you're, when you step away from the phone for a while and you're able to, to view the world from a much truer lens, like you just, you just view it exactly how it is um, and you slow down, you know, if you, I I didn't have like depression or anxiety, but for people that do, um, you know, when you slow the world down and you just appreciate what you physically have, like it can, it can work wonders. And in terms of speaking to a bunch of different people in Miami, every Sunday or most Sundays, uh, I would wake up at 8am. I would, I would, um, take the train to brickle and then walk around brickle don't go on my phone at all and just talk to people talk to people walk around just kind of see this this cra- this this city that you know is amazing and just kind of um that would that was a way that I really kind of got my my weeks off to like a really good start and just um and at at the beginning of every day also one thing I want to touch on like I, I I don't spend any like I don't look at my phone for the first like at least 30 minutes that I'm up like I, 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 f- I figure out you know myself before I give a fuck about what, what's going on in the world like I I sit down usually with this notebook and I just I'm I'm just relaxing I'm just what I'm doing my shower I'm getting dressed whatever and I sit down with this notebook and I just you know the the it, it's just like it's a good flow because you're able to think about okay these are the things that I need to get done today. Everything else doesn't really matter. And, and uh, I'll, I'll find out about it later when I look at my phone, but it's, if, if, I'm, if I don't know about it now, it's probably not that important.
0: Yeah, I'm the same way, man. Honestly, we have kind of the, the, the same um, you know, morning routine where I call that uh, what you do with the notebook. I have the same, a very similar notebook. I call it a brain dump. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I, when I first wake up, just dump my brain, my mind, what has to get done today, what did I finish yesterday? you know, things like that. And uh, I say, check the accounts. We're not the social media accounts, but the bank accounts, all right, and the investment accounts. All right, Monday, markets are back open. Let's put on this week. And I try to, you know, within the first 30 minutes of the morning or 45 minutes of the morning, let me hop on all these different business outlets or news outlets to say, hey, you know, this is where I may choose to invest this week or let me check this, let me check that. But um, like you said, man, social media can definitely be a trap it's definitely a trap and i honestly do want to get into what you were saying um try it well at least here um before school starts back up about kind of being less attached to your phone because i am starting to notice that i am a little bit more inclined to when i hear you know a vibration in my phone to be so quick to grab it and um that kind of needs to need to slow down a bit and i'm a little bit on my phone a lot more because i i, I make money from my phone i you know i'm in so with Forex and stuff, things like that, it moves very fast. But I think social media cleanse is is is, is needed. Is definitely needed. Um, yeah, it's a trap. It's a trap. And I'm starting to notice it with myself. I'm a little bit more, just quick to grab it. Quick to grab it. And I like what you said, man, about the whole thing. I, I my escape is to go to the beach to watch the sunrise. Mm-hmm. My mind is always moving, moving, moving. But for some reason, whenever I spend at the beach and just watch the water, I just go. My mind goes blank nothing 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 at all so just just doing that man you've definitely um inspired me to, to i'm writing a few things down as, as you're talking for uh, for me to definitely just kind of keep in mind and implement into my own life uh,
1: to improve there's a lot of improvement i need and i think kind of getting caught up like a lot in the day-to-day can be harmful like just it's it's important to just kind of take a step back and just really think about like be very intentional with everything like I, routine is important, but um, like, I I personally don't like a very, very strict routine because I feel like I'm like, I feel like I'm, I'm working for someone. I feel like I, I, I just, to be honest, I just kind of want to do what I want to do whenever, like, and most of the time, like I, I've, I've developed kind of this, this weird, unique routine where it's like, Um, over the past four summers, every weekday, and usually Saturdays, too, like, we'd be landscaping, and it was like, you get up in the morning, and you work, like, there's, there's, what else are you doing on a Monday? If you're not working on a Monday, or a two, like, what are you doing? Like, there's just no other way to think about it. Um, So kind of now I, I have this routine where it's the same thing, you know, I'm not going out physically working, but you know i i have you know my checklist of things that i need to get done um you know i tr- i'm trying to you know pump out podcasts and learn things from different people and um but i think that the phone is the biggest it's the it's the biggest make or break device that's going to ever be in our lives seriously because you know we can it it provides so much good in being able to to, you know, contact literally anyone like, like that, but it also is a huge, it can be like a huge distraction if you allow it to be. And if you are, I think two things, if you are um, disciplined about going on your phone, like when you go on your phone, I, when I go on my phone now, I think, what am I going to do on my phone? Like, I, I don't, cause I used to just go on, go right to Snapchat, start replying. Like it was stupid, waste of time. Now I'm like, okay, like, who, who am I, who am I going to text? Like, and why? Um, so being disciplined about the phone and also eating, like I've gotten super, you know, disciplined on, on my diet, because if you can control what's in your body, you can, you can control everything. Like you control those two things man, everything else is easy because those two things are very hard for a lot of people.
0: Big man. I actually started back on my diet today. Today marks day one of um, just, just cutting out a lot of the junk food, the late night snacking, uh, that stuff. It's like you said, man. It, you'll be shocked that you know, when you provide your, your body with the, with the right things and that comes from number one food, that comes from information, that comes from the positive affirmation that you tell yourself, mm-hmm. the people that you're around, all that has, it culminates to who you are. And like you said, man, it, a lot of the food that you put into your body, it's, it's, it's brain food. It helps you to power you throughout the day. Yeah. And I like what you said, man, being intentional, being disciplined. That is, that, that's, that's critical. That's key to being successful in anything you do, whether it be business, life, and any friendship, um, and just having a purpose.
1: Yeah. Those,
0: those are all, you know, just, just three huge things um, that it takes. It's not something that's not going to be acquired overnight but it's just more so it happens in the habits of creating routines for yourself. Hmm. And uh, I said, what, it takes 21 days to, to build a habit, to build a routine.
1: I think it's to build a habit. Let's create a habit. And um, so just take it day by day, day by day. One thing uh, that Lance said that I, cause Lance is like really big on like the health aspects and stuff. Like he was talking about like receptors, like we have our mouth and we have our skin as like receptors. So like, for example, you know, your skin, obviously you get vitamin D and, and, Um, different people need different amounts of vitamin d and different people obviously your mouth you're consuming all of these things um it means so much and then i took it a step further i'm like well like our eyes and our ears are receptors too and what we what we hear and what we choose to see and what we choose to listen to um can can be very impactful as well i think
0: yeah yeah absolutely
1: man absolutely absolutely i agree wholeheartedly with that um. Yeah. No. I think we we covered a lot of really good things. I think is there anything else that you wanna touch on today? Honestly, man,
0: for the people that are you know definitely listening, something
1: I would definitely encourage
0: that I've recently gotten into. I, I mentioned it several times on the end of the podcast and continue to mention it. It's all about investing. I know Reed and I have a very entrepreneurial type mindset where we just say, hey. We don't want to work for anyone, but there has been a time where I think over the past two years, it's my third year going on, of being a high school basketball referee. I love being a high school basketball referee um, because, number one, I love the game of basketball. Number two, but it also to network with people. You know, I want to go into the sports management field. I've been able to meet, you know, former NBA players, current NBA players, uh, college coaches, and just, just saying, hey, you know, reaching out and speaking to people, but on top but that, with the thing that we get from the basketball checks, will go directly into an investment account, making your money for you. And know it works perfectly for me in college, where I'm not necessarily the broke college kid. You know, you have your money working for you. Hop on, make a few trades and forex or in stocks throughout the week, and boom, you know, you the $50 you earned originally is now 100 or 150. And if you don't want to want to spend that, you know, right away. So my goal by the end of my senior year of college is to go ahead and purchase my first home. And so just continue to invest, you know, save your money, spend wisely. It's a lot of things that, um, of course, you want to look good. You want to feel good with the designer drip and stuff like that. But a $500 outfit accomplishes the same thing as a $5 outfit. A shirt is a shirt. They'd be Old Navy or they'd be Gucci. So just definitely uh, be intentional. Like Reed said, be intentional about your spending. Be disciplined with your spending. Um, And just learn about the powers of investing, man. Investing can definitely change your life. The earlier you, you know, the better you're setting yourself up for for the future. So uh, yeah, investing is something I'm really, 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 really big on right now uh, in my life, and I definitely read a lot about it, and um, I've just really grown my portfolio pretty well over the
1: past uh, year. I look forward to definitely um, improving it even more. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, and it's like, like you're gonna feel like. I don't care what you got the Givenchy, you got the Louis V. Like, you're going to feel so much better with putting that much money into, like, a say, like, just knowing that you have kind of that backup. It's just, it's really, you know, healthy. It's really healthy for the mind, I think. Um, you know, having that money invested away. And I'm trying to get a lot of my friends on investing too, because it's like, you know, these, a lot of these kids have money in their savings account and stuff. And I'm like, I don't have barely any in my savings account because I just invested. I'm like, why do you need it in your savings account when it's pretty liquid in an investment account? So I'm getting them opening their Charles Schwab accounts, getting them, you know, putting their money in there, you know, keeping a little bit for emergency, but seriously, man, it's like, it's not even people are always like, Oh, you invest in stocks and now you're not going to be able to get your money. That's not true. I can just sell my shares and have the money next day. Like it's like a 24 hour type thing. Like I think right. that's a common misconception about investing is like, it's always like you're putting your money away long-term and that's, that's my goal. Like that's kind of what I'm doing. Yes. I'm, I hold, I I'm more conservative. I hold stocks long. Um, but you can get your money like that if you need to. So yeah. th- there's really no excuse. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Like you said, I- I've honestly kind of
0: gotten away from savings accounts. I have opened several investment accounts, whether it be stocks, uh, Forex as well, ETS mutual funds. But also there are some, some uh, different ways of investing I don't necessarily think of. I know for me, I'm looking at right now is for an investment is buying a vending machine and it's like you know a vending machine you have a one time cost to purchase the machine of course you have a couple of variable costs of um, maintenance for the machine um, of buying products in the machine but hey you know if you go in with a couple of friends and that kind of perspective like we were talking for, uh, about before about standards if you have friends around you that are very similar minded to you it's like hey you know instead of paying $1000 for a machine plus an additional 500 for products and things like that you, know, you find you a group of five people you know, you all go go in about $300 each and just kind of split the profits. You know, it's all about right, am a- in. let's do it. Hey, man, I'm I'm down for whatever, bro. I'm, I'm ready whenever you are. <laughs> so, well, you know, things like that. And a uh, close buddy of mine, Vincent, uh, he trades he trades uh, sports cards. And he's saying, hey, it's a great investment. So it's just small things like that. Like, you know, I think that a lot of people have just been so trained to say, hey, stocks invest, stocks, invest in stocks. Put money away in a savings account. But, man, make your money work for you it's so many ways to invest There's so many ways to make your money double, to make your money triple quadruple, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, I think, yeah, the power of investing is, it's very, very
1: important. Yeah, no. And it's like, it's something interesting too, like surrounding yourself with these people, like the right people, it's like you, I just, I've been just going with my gut. Like if I just, if I feel good when I'm with someone, um, I'm going to be I'm going to want to be with them. If I feel like there's not much to talk about, if I feel then it's just like let's just like not do it, right? Like it's low attraction, right? But um I feel best, you know, sometimes when I'm with like people like you and and my best friends and like, you know, some other, you know, really kind of entrepreneurial kids, um I feel like this is this is fucking scary, man. The things that we can do like we're 18, 19 um, and just being on like this call together, or being in the same car, or whatever it is, it's like, damn, like we got like a, uh, we, we, when we put our minds together, man, it's, it's scary what, what we can accomplish. And it's like, don't wait! like, Absolutely. I'm not going to waste my time with people that I'm not, you know, kind of feeling like that.
0: Would you say honestly, man, that people are, that people understand your standards or how do you typically approach people or have those conversations where people are now under, are able to now understand who you are, what you stand for, what you will and will not accept?
1: Um, I think that I don't really need to explain it. Like I, um, if I need to explain it, that's the problem in the first place, right? Like, like I don't need to explain it to you. Like you, you already understand, right? Like you don't need to explain your standards to me. I already understand. When you are at a certain level of standards, all those other people at that level of standards have the same level of standards. Right. right. So it's like, you don't really like you're, you're just kind of there like with them. And it's like, when I go up here, I'm thinking like spiritual, like we're up here a little bit, we're on higher vibrations. Like I'm talking to like Kimani now, but it's like, um, you know, we're like, I don't, those, the, the people that don't understand it, I'm just going to show them. I'm not going to tell them, like I'm just going to show them if it's a Sunday night and someone asked me to like come over and party and drink i'm just gonna be like no like like that's how i show them like i'm just not, i don't need to explain myself if i need to explain myself you're not you don't you don't know me It's a simple right. thing do, man. that's the way i look at it
0: yeah i think honestly man i'm very uh i'm very type a i think being in college and being with a roommate too being with a roommate has definitely taught me a lot about like compromise taught me a lot about kind of just, just knowing when to say when yeah. I think before that, you know, I would also, um, a lot of the time in my high school senior year, I would be spending a lot of the time alone. And I'd be either in school, working. Uh, I was in a couple of clubs, like competitive clubs and teams in high in senior year, all through high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm very type A. You know, you're never going to have to wonder what's on my mind because I'm going to tell you how it is. And that was also a good thing and a bad thing for me. And I think a conversation I had with my roommate before we even Became roommates is saying, hey, you know, here's what I require. Uh, I like, you know, a clean room, I like a clean space, I'm not a partier, I don't drink, I don't smoke. So if you can't, I'm not gonna say necessarily adhere, because I don't want to sound like his boss, but if you can't necessarily meet these standards, we can still be cool. I need to find somebody else. And I think that type of conversation, that's kind of one of the conversations that I do have directly, if I don't want to be with a person for a prolonged amount of time, whether it be a roommate, a business partner, be in writing, that's different. But like, you know, honestly, the people that are on that same type of vibration, next level thinkers, things don't have to be explained. I can show you better than I can tell you. So let's not waste time in conversation and say, hey, this is who I am, so-and-so. And this just, is this just
1: what I require. You, you can see it through my action, so, so that'd be that. Yeah, the roommate thing, that was, yeah, I agree, that was a completely, you know, different change, and I think, like, that was also, like, your roommate, that, that's fucking important, man, that's almost like a make or break for, for success as well, right, like, if you're, yeah. like, because you're spending, I guess, a lot of your time, especially with, with COVID, with having all, like, you know virtual mostly virtual classes it's like you're spending a lot of fucking time in the same room um and i i got super lucky with you know kyle as a roommate you know we we kind of kept it uh we you know we, we joked around with each other we but but at the same time we we pushed each other and it was always like routine like and he was like i i go out you know do stuff friday saturday night he doesn't really so it was kind of like um, we kept each other in check. Like I, you know, he kept he kept me focused and a little bit like disciplined, and I kept it, um, you know, you know, a little bit more laid back, I guess. So, kind of finding compromise and, um, I guess, really finding people that kind of complement what you bring to the table is, is super important, especially in college. Absolutely, man. I think me and my roommate, we we just
0: we clicked off the bat. I mean, he's a, he's an excellent dude. I couldn't have asked for a better roommate. You know, our room always stays very clean. I think that a clean room and a clean space is a lot easier to to, to operate in, yeah. to operate mentally, to operate physically in. And so once we kind of established that, it's just certain kind of unspoken rules now, like, you know, you don't walk out of the room unless your bed is made or your side is clean. And so now when you walk into the room, the blinds are open, you know, you're getting that vitamin empty, the sunlight is in, you know, a clean space. Now you're able to study, now you're able to, to just move freely and think freely. and um you know when we go out i look out for him he looks out for me and it's just that that type of bond and friendship you know we push each other we challenge each other and that's what i aspire to have in all types of friendships and relationships
1: and things like that so um if it's not that man it's a waste it, it's yeah. not even worth it like cuz again there's people that are there and and uh, and on that 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 wavelength and if it's not there it's just not it's not worth it man
0: what do you think about I think at this point in your life, man, about, about a girl, about a girlfriend or a significant other coming into your life?
1: I have no time. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I just don't really have any aspiration for that right now. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm grinding right now. I'm in a really good space, you know, with my, with business, with school, with family, with friends, like I have plenty of things going on right now. Um, I, I really just don't have time for that. And I, it, to be honest, I, I didn't meet a single girl in Miami that I would want to have like a prolonged relationship with, um, I, I guess at the university. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very much very, very, when it comes to that, it's all about law of attraction for me, man. Like I'm not like, I, I, I'm going to find someone when I need to find someone I, and I don't need that right now. But you know that yeah. for for some people, like my business partner, I think he's gone on like two years now with his girlfriend, who goes to uh, Ole Miss, and it's they have a very very you know good relationship because they're two super smart kids um, that are that are constantly pushing each other, and that's that's a really kind of hard uh, relationship to find, I think. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of I'm the same way that you, bro. But honestly my mindset has kind of shifted. Like, I I feel like I'm in a great place now and my life have a great foundation where I feel like mentally I am ready for a significant other. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know. You Mm -hmm. know, with the way this, the speed the way things are moving now, everything is going incredibly well. It's going well. And do I want to make that time commitment and sacrifice to take away from the other aspects of my life to give quality to a significant other, mm-hmm. but I think that very similar to what your your has going on relationship, it's all about law of attraction. And for me, I need someone on that same wavelength as hey, you know. Although we're together, this doesn't mean be up under each other 24/7. You know, I have my craft, I have my stuff going on. You have your stuff going on on the other hand, and you know, just a meeting of the minds at that point. You know, we're here to connect physically spiritually and on the mental level but we don't have to be together 24 7 you know mm-hmm. let's just meet together you know here and there and you know from there i think that makes a great relationship but just finding somebody with that same type of growth mentality and growth mindset and uh, it's, it's, it's very it's very rare it's very rare. and so I'm not going to force anything if somebody happens to just come along it just happens but you know not necessarily it's not we're not the kind of guys to just go out and look. Cause we're, I consider us to be, you know, as Kamani says, high value males, <laughs> yeah. possess, you know, we possess very distinct features that you don't see in, you know, your everyday people. Yeah. And so we're not to toot our own horn, but we're, we're very extraordinary. And so I don't personally think that guys like
1: us should be going out and look. So let them come to us. And we yeah. just kind of got who's who. So at the end of the day, man, even if she doesn't have to be in business or entrepreneurship, entrepreneurial, it's not necessarily about that. It's for me, it's going to be like, like, can you get deep? Like, can you talk about literally anything? Cause I, I I like to get deep. Like I, I like to ask what the fuck is the point of all this? Like, why are we on this earth and all that? Like, I like to, you know, discuss those, those things. And that's, it's just, it's hard to find, um anyone that, that likes to talk about that a lot of people are just like oh there's some hippie, me whatever, like, whatever but like you know it's it's i think it's especially hard to find um i guess like teenage girls like girls our age um mm-hmm. <laughs> especially because the influence of social media and the constant societal pressures put on um especially girls it's hard yep. um man but it'll happen you know i'm not worried. I'm not worried, man. Everything in due time. Yeah, that is perfect, man. I uh, took the words out of my mouth. In due time. In due time. I'm not going to force it, so. With everything, man. Business, life, relationships, key, or, uh, yeah. We're good. Um, Jalen, it was good having you on. I'm going to get this Uh, I'm gonna get this converted and uploaded to Spotify and YouTube, and then uh, we'll be good. Thanks so much for coming on. And hey, man. I appreciate the opportunity.
0: And that concluded that interview. I'm very uh, privileged and very grateful to have been a guest on Dharma Unfiltered, man. Reed, thanks again for the opportunity. And uh, for anybody that's looking to, you know, ever want to hop onto a podcast with myself or looking to start their own podcast, just reach out. You know, the process is very simple. It's a great way to um, amplify your voice, to definitely create an impact in someone's lives. So uh, thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you guys next week. Um, like I said, I'm I'm home now from college for a while, so I'll be sure to post content more consistently. But other than that, I hope you guys are continuing uh, continuously setting your goals. Hope you guys are leveling up. I hope you guys are staying focused, staying hungry, staying humble. And um, other than that, man, let's get to it. I'll see you guys soon.